Live from the Annex Wealth Management Studios in downtown Milwaukee, it's Wisconsin's Midday News, making stories come to life. Now, here are your hosts, Jessica Ty, and in for Greg Matzik, it's Eric Bilstad. Eric, joining us once again today. Tomorrow you get a, a little bit shorter day, right? You're, you're pulling the long ones here for us. <laughs> Actually, I appreciate it. I'm with Kristen tomorrow, but that's okay. Oh! That's okay. Okay, he's going to have another long day. But Greg I'm will just, be back with me tomorrow. I'm glad you came back. I'm glad <laughs> you're did. here again. I came back for day two. <laughs> here we go. So let's get into yeah, it, Yeah, right? let's roll it. Three big things on Wisconsin's Midday News. See, that was worth the wait, wasn't yeah. it? <laughs> it was. <laughs> Especially if you know the song. Three big things today. We're going to start out. This is some good news, everybody. The worst of the virus season may be over. This is according to the CDC. Key measures of respiratory virus activity in the U.S. have been trending down for weeks okay. now. People hospitalized with the flu. That's down about half from the season's peak, which was at the end of December, that time when everybody was just mm-hmm, sick. Mm-hmm. But... It, the thing with this, so this is good news, but don't let your guard down because people are still sick. It's not like right. everybody's healthy out there. So, you know, just take your precautions. Half of people in the U.S. to get a flu shot this year. 22% of adults got the latest COVID shot and 12% of kids have done the same. But thank you, CDC, for giving us that little update that the worst of the virus season, it looks like it's done. But don't stop washing your hands. Please. Yes, please. Never. <laughs> Number number two, two. Wisconsin spring primary election. It is a spring primary election day in Wisconsin today. Polls open at 7 o'clock this morning. They're going to be open until 8 o'clock tonight, so you still have plenty of time to get out there and vote. The weather is good as well, so that's not going to hamper anything. You've got local elections, nonpartisan positions like county supervisors, school board members, judges too in some cases. In Milwaukee, you've got the big one with Milwaukee mayoral race. Mayor Kevlar Johnson, he has two challengers. And remember to bring the photo ID to the polls. I'm always fascinated by these primaries, especially this one, because the turnout is always expected to be fairly low. And some of these races, you never know if if maybe something askew happens where a a no-name or someone you're not anticipating to do well could actually get more votes just because so few Go vote on this day? I mean, it would be nice if all of a sudden we had one of these uh, spring primary elections and the numbers came out and the turnout was massive. I mean, that would just be a welcome surprise. Unfortunately, we know if we look at history, that typically doesn't happen. But yes, if you can, get out there and vote if you haven't already done so. We know a lot of people have already voted by absentee ballot. And also stay with us because coming up, we do have reporters in the field. We have uh, a couple of polling sites. We have Adam Roberts uh, in Milwaukee. He's going to join us on the Midday News at 1146. And then in our 12 o'clock hour, we have Julian Johnson in Racine. He will join us live from a polling spot in Racine County at 1237. Three big things, number three at 11:11 here on Wisconsin's Midday News. All right, so Jessica, as you know, the, the snow has been pretty much non existent across seen much of it most this of the season. state. Yeah, right? So the National Weather Service says snowfall statewide has been about 20 to 30 inches below normal in the Lake Superior snow belt up there, way up north, you know, near Ashland, Iron, Vilas County, that area. Snowfall was 40 to 70 inches below normal. Wow, so, that much. There's been a big call for the governor to declare a state of emergency. Or I, I shouldn't say a big call, but there has been some some folks calling for that, some lawmakers and some business leaders and whatnot. Yeah, a lot of people up north are like, hey, we need help. Yeah, yeah, do something. For, can, what, what can we do? Well, Governor Evers and Senator Tammy Baldwin announcing today they're pushing Wisconsin businesses that could be eligible for a federal disaster loan program to make that submission. So this is part of the U.S. Small Business Administration, the SBA. 
So the SBA has now confirmed that disaster coverage extends to businesses who are impacted by this lack of snow. So for those businesses that are eligible, the uh, governor's office saying, please make those submissions and do so ASAP. Because you might be able to get a little bit of a respite, hopefully. Yeah, wouldn't it be wild if, of course, we just were talking about this warm-up that's coming up, but if in like three weeks we just have a massive Boom. snowstorm, it's like Mother Nature says, here's your snow. You've been asking for Happy it. Happy Easter. Here you go. <laughs> hey, anything is possible in right? Wisconsin, I feel. This is Wisconsin's Midday News. She's Jessica Tai. I'm Eric Bill. Set in for Greg Matzik at WDTMJ News Time, 1113. just hours away now from a new music venue opening in Milwaukee. Vivarium is on the city's east side, and there's a free concert tonight to get people a sneak peek at the new club. Gary Witt, CEO of the Paths Theater Group, and COO Matt Berenger join us live in the studio to tell us about tonight's concert and what's to come down the road. Thanks for joining us, guys. This is so exciting, and this is like pivotal time for you right now. Yeah, thank you very much. We're very excited. You know, we uh, we currently operate five other venues in the city, and they're all various sizes, you know, ranging all larger than this, ranging from a thousand up to four thousand. So the ability to be able to bring together a, a four hundred and fifty capacity venue with the absence of the back room, which we ran for a number of years, is really uh, really a good feeling. And we really like the size, and we really love the space. So who's playing this free concert tonight? People hear free, and they're like, "Ooh, <laughs> free and, and free music." Well, we we have an artist, a local Milwaukee artist, and Wave Chappelle, along with some DJs from uh, you know various parts of the city. We are, are are not it's it's not open tonight because we had RSVPs go out, so it's free. But anybody who's got tickets has them already. So so you can't go and register today. That. The people that's have their correct. Tickets. Yeah, it's uh, yeah we had a, we had an open RSVP and we uh, it well exceeded the number that we could use. So we know that. Some of those people might or might not show up, and we've got a kind of a private friends and family event that'll happen in advance, especially to thank a lot of the workers who I think spent the majority of their life, uh, you know, the people from Findorf and from TKWA who lived in that space uh, for a number of months and did just a wonderful job. So take us inside Vivarium, Vivarium. What are we going to see? What are we going to feel when we walk in those doors? Well, I think you're going to find and see and feel something that's quite unusual for a club of that size. It's quite natural feeling in the room. Uh, there are eight skylights in the roof that shine directly up into the night sky. Love that. Um, hmm. uh, hence, kind of the name Vivarium. It's also filled with a lot of living things. So there are beautiful uh, plants and moss walls living throughout the space. I think the most important thing that you see in the space is that as Matt and I, you know, now doing this for over 20 years in Milwaukee, and we don't do things in Alaska or Des Moines, we are a Milwaukee business and a Milwaukee and a Wisconsin company. I think a lot of the things that we were able to put together actually came from the state of Wisconsin or around sure. the city. So the wood on the walls comes from a forest up in northern Wisconsin, the trees that are over 100 years old that were milled and farmed by a guy uh, for us up north. Uh, the bathroom facilities, which are amazing and outstanding for a club of that size well that's interesting Come from the bradley corporation in menominee falls we're really pleased to be able to work with them we've got furniture built by furniture uh, by a company in door county a, a guy in door county that built furniture for us so a lot of the things in the space uh, the lights uh, by a young guy 
who really has done a wonderful job in the space where he built uh, for our backstage area as well as for front of house. And then when you first walk in, you'll see these beautiful, natural, kind of like rusted out lights that are in the entryway. That's by a young guy who, who we've just started to work with now. It sounds fantastic. You, you mentioned at the top the back room at Collectivo. That was so special. You, you saw a concert in a coffee shop. It was really different. I, I remember I went there to go see Five for Fighting back in 2016. It was such a neat mm. experience. So remind people what happened to that spot to get us where we are here today with the new venue. Well, as an aside, Five for Fighting also playing at Vivarium uh, later on in the spring. So <laughs> oh, good. Check i got to get that yeah, okay. on that. Um, I mean, look, you know, the back room at Colectivo uh, started as something we thought was going to be a, a one-off show or two uh, where we were going to be doing a couple of things a month. And uh, it really grew uh, as I think we uh, discovered uh, how potent a uh, developmental venue in the city of Milwaukee like that could be for both local and touring artists. And... Um, you know, the fact was, was that it was, it was time to move on to something else. Um, it is great to see something in a, in a space like, uh, the backroom at Colectivo that felt like a found space. And, and that was a, it ended up being a pretty iconic and legendary place for some shows over a short period of time. But, um, you know, it was time to move into a, a truly permanent home in Vivarium for a great developmental venue here in Milwaukee. Now, the fact that our two companies, we have a great relationship, 20-plus year relationship with Coltivo, previously Altera, and yes. the fact that we could start this thing up, you know, as a fully functioning business while they had a fully functioning business in front was incredibly impossible to think you could actually even do that, but we did it for so many years but to Matt's point, I mean, you know, sooner or later we had to grow this thing that we we realized, especially because we have this developmental ladder that grows from each building to each building. You know, we had uh, you know an artist named Mitski that played the back room in 2018, the end of 2018, for 300 people sold out, and then coming out of the pandemic, we put the show on sale with Mitski at the Riverside. It right. sold out, and we moved it up to the High Life Theater. So, how things kind of grow uh, in those venues is really important. But also, I think what's really important for us, and it relates to the Mitski situation, is that small venues like like Vivarium, like the Cactus Club, like Shank Hall, like the Cooperage, you know, um, all those venues, uh, they act as a place where people discover new artists. And it's important to have places like that. But I think it's equally important for the city of Milwaukee as we're all in that battle to discover Milwaukee for people outside. It's also the place where artists discover Milwaukee the first time. So our goal is to make sure that people stop here in Milwaukee. We don't care about other cities around us. <laughs> we only care about Milwaukee. We want them to come here, explore and discover Milwaukee, and then want to stay here as they develop in other venues. Are there any uh, potential challenges when it comes to the number of venues? You just rattled off a couple of, of that same ilk. Then, of course, you guys have yours. You have Fiserv. You hear Potawatomi talking about building something. Uh, the Deer District is thinking about some of that. Is Could there be the challenge of having too many venues to have music or artists come and perform in look i i don't think any of us can speak to what is out there in the future you know uh, but the fact is is that uh right now milwaukee has a really vibrant live music scene i think that when we look at adding something like vivarium which is really again replacing uh, a piece that, yeah. that we had um i i think that all of these venues, whether it's, uh, you know, the concert venues that the Paps Theater Group manages or things like the Rave, Shank yeah, Hall, right, the right. Cooperage, um, 
you know, they all serve uh, different functions and different audiences. There's always going to be some level of overlap, but I think the goal, uh, at least in our world, is to provide something unique to the entertainment community and, uh, you know, serve a wide, diverse audience. Sure. One of the beautiful things about Milwaukee that some other cities like maybe Madison don't have is the fact that we're 70 miles away from 9.9 million people also. Sure. So in addition to the 1.5 million people in the Milwaukee metro market, Chicago metro is 9.9 million people. On a regular basis at our Riverside shows, 25 to 30% of our buyers come from below the state line. So Milwaukee is an undiscovered city for many, and it's also uh, traffic-free. It's not as dense as Chicago is. It's certainly not as expensive you know, to park and, and to go to restaurants, et cetera. So I think we're still in the discovery phase of people coming from the border and coming up here and enjoying Milwaukee, and that's a wonderful advantage of, of the geography of where Milwaukee exists. As long as we have you guys here, real quickly, because I know we're running out of time, but anything new for the other PAPS Theater group venues? Well, we do have some things planned. You know, we, we've really, you know, we took over uh, High Life Theater last year. We've been hard at work on that. We'll, we'll be able to talk about some things shortly and maybe show some images of it. But we've, uh, we're known in our industry for having a wonderful backstage experience for artists. The Riverside, we have a private chef, a sous chef, a pastry chef, and a barista for artists because life on the road um, sucks. That's what it does. It's not good. It's not a good thing, right? You're on the road. You're on a bus. You basically have 90 minutes of your life that are exciting, and the rest of it is tedious, and you're fed bad lunch meat backstage or takeout food. So we've, you know, Matt and I have been known for a long time that when artists come to our venues, they have a great experience. So as soon as we took over High Life, one of the first things we focused on was that, was we built a beautiful dining room, which we'd love to invite you guys to come out and enjoy an experience sometime. And we were just finishing up with some of the licensing, uh, finishing up our kitchen at High Life as well. So the kitchen and the dining room are really incredible things that encourage artists to want to come back again because life on the road is not exciting. It can be really tedious and boring, and the food is really bad. So we're Milwaukee. We have to work harder, try harder, and that backstage experience tells artists that we're intentionally trying harder. That, and we're also in the middle of making some changes in the seating that we'll be able to announce soon at High Life as well, because like all of our other venues, you'll find the Riverside, for example, on one night we can do a band like Widespread Panic or My Morning Jacket, where we take out 600 seats in the front and we put people in a standing room pit, and then at the same time we have reserved in the other areas. We can offer both the kind of that flexibility of that, or the next night it can be an all-seated show with Harry Connick Jr. or Nora Jones where everyone's sitting in red velvet right. seats with their hands clasped, and it doesn't smell like beer and bongs on that <laughs> night. <laughs> I think bongs are legal. Aren't they? I'm not sure. I can't. I, I can't really keep track of it at, at the state level, but I believe bongs are legal. I've said that on TMJ. Oh man, that cracks me up. I, I will say you guys are definitely known for that backstage ex experience. I talked to Adam Duritz of the Counting Crows and went to this is uh, years ago now, maybe like seven years ago or so, and uh, got to go backstage and and they they talked about that the food and just how welcoming it is. Yeah. So kudos to you for for doing that for a long time now and for continuing that as well. Well, uh, you know, we are in an industry that's dominated by massive uh, monopoly conglomerates. I mean, we are an independent. This is what we do, and this is our focus. We don't, again, have to think about other cities. We focus only on this. We have to find ways to stand out. We also have to find ways to be able to fight to bring artists to Milwaukee. We're doing over 800 shows a year in the six venues that we have, and we have a beautiful private event space called the... Uh, the Fitzgerald. Yeah, the Fitzgerald mm -hmm. that we bought... 
uh, and renovated last year that we really just love. And we have a, a great private events manager, Ann Leonard, uh, who does a wonderful job managing those. And that place is really beautiful also. Fantastic. Gary Witt and Matt Berenger from the Pamps Theater Group. Thank you both for joining us on Midday today. Thank you, guys. We appreciate it very much. Thank you. Everyone, it's eleven twenty-eight. I'm Jessica Ty, along with Eric Bilstadt today. How often do you listen to cassette tapes? I haven't listened to a cassette tape in decades. Eric. Really? <laughs> oh man! I listen to a lot of music, but not on a cassette tape. Well, right now, amazingly, if as this could be, a pop star and some superheroes apparently are fueling new sales of this old audio format. The most surprising part of the story may be the cassette tapes are still around. The next shocker, Taylor Swift and the Guardians of the Galaxy helped keep them alive last year. The superstar and superhero soundtrack franchise accounted for 29% of all cassette album sales sold in 2023. In fact, Volume 1, which is about a decade old now, ranked as the best-selling album. Volume 2 and 3 and Taylor Swift's re-recorded 1989 and Speak Now rounded out the year's top five. Monica Ricks, CBS News. All right, so I guess there's always a place for it. <laughs> I guess this crummy audio format. There's always a place for Taylor Swift, it seems, well, that's for sure. <laughs> Man, that, that woman is a force. Time now for news about your money in the WDTMJ. Drake and Associates market update right now. The Dow is down 142, the Nasdaq down 249, and the S&P down 45 as they're in midday trading. Annex Wealth Management, AnnexWealth.com. There's a new place to get the best stories about the Milwaukee Bucks. It is Bucks Plus, and it launches today. The platform is a collab between the team and our parent company, Good Karma Brands. Joining us live on the Tri-County Contracting Hotline to give you the scoop on it is Craig Karmazin, founder and CEO of Good Karma Brands. And Craig, it doesn't seem right if I don't right off the top just give you a go, Bucks, go. There you go. Well, I... I think I need to right off the bat give you all a congratulations. I mean, this is a, a pretty historic and amazing week to be on WTMJ. Thank it, you, sir. It is, and we, we appreciate you having us, Craig. How's it sounding so far? Well, it's it's great. I mean, I, you know, we are the largest locally owned company, right? In the world of media consolidation and all this stuff, it's so rare that a state like Wisconsin could have an asset like this owned by a local company. And so for us to be able to double down on WTMJ being local, being something that unites the community, something that informs and entertains, uh, we're, we're just so excited about it. Well, we love it. We love being a part of it. And we're, we're pumped for this, this new platform, Bucks Plus. This is exciting. What kinds of stories can fans expect to hear on Bucks Plus? Well, the amazing thing is that as technology changes, it just gives you the opportunity to do so much more. And what might not have been possible on the radio, because, you know, in one moment, people have to you know, be programmed to what's most important in that minute. But people have such deep passions for so many different things. And the Milwaukee Bucks are certainly one of those. So this platform is incredible. I mean, just looking at what we have at launch, you know, we have a podcast that is surrounding uh, the big Amazon Prime documentary that just launched last night yeah. uh, about Giannis. Um, so 
first of all, when you're launching anything with Giannis, it's a big deal. But uh, we have a, a multi-part podcast uh, that follows along with Giannis the Marvelous Journey that is absolutely incredible. You put on top of that the fact that we have um, Bucks in Six, which allows you in six minutes to get the full uh, followed following day uh, summary of the Bucks game in six minutes. You have courtside with Gail Clapo, who is always talking to the most important people with the Bucks. Uh, last week, he had John Horst. Another episode just dropped this morning. And then on top of that, we have Finalysis. Finalysis uh, is the Nassus Antetokounmpo's podcast, where he interviews people from around the NBA, the business world, and really all of the worlds that the Antetokounmpo brothers touch. And so his first episode, which is available now, was him with Damian Lillard uh, right before they went to the All-Star game in Indianapolis. So there's just so much incredible stuff. And there's going to be a new show, The Here District, which will be um, the latest around the entire NBA, hosted by Marcus Johnson, Bucks legend and Bucks broadcaster, and his son, Chris. Who was, an, who was a player at UCLA. So if you're an NBA fan, if you're a Bucks fanatic, you know, getting to uh, this Bucks Plus platform is a must. And you know what's interesting about this, Craig, is, and we t- talked to Dustin Gotzi of the Bucks earlier this morning about this, and one thing that we all agreed upon is when you, when you hear, like, you know, Johnson, Marcus Johnson or Thanasis talking to one of their colleagues or teammates or former... Or Thanasis' brother. Right. <laughs> But when you hear that, they'll they'll get information out of Dame that someone else wouldn't be able to get. Like you'll hear content like Dame Lillard. He had such an interesting conversation with uh, Thanasis about why he doesn't smile during Dame you know? time. Yeah, yeah, he just points. Yeah, no, and, no smile. And there's specific details there that, that some of that you may not get from a reporter per se or someone from the outside. Where when you hear it from those in the know. It's just a different type of answer. It's just, it seems more comfortable, more intimate. Well, it's amazing because where do we all want to be, right? Like, even if we uh, get to a game, even if we get to be courtside, right, you always want to be in the locker room, right? Yeah. And so to hear Marcus Johnson, a legendary player, be able to talk uh, with current uh, analysts and people around the game or Thanasis, who's actually there, I mean, it's, it's fascinating because they just see a totally different game then we're able to see. And you go to bucks.com slash plus, and that's where you have an easy link uh, to all of this. But you can also just download them wherever you get your podcast. Yep. So it's, it's a really easy to, uh, to get all these, uh, these five different shows, which it's pretty rare you launch a platform, and already there's five different unique shows just targeted toward the Milwaukee Bucks. And, again, it, it furthers the idea that, you know, things don't have to happen in New York first or L.A. first or – some other place first. This is the first platform like this in all of professional sports and certainly in the NBA that is 100% dedicated uh, to one team in this way. So we couldn't be more excited to be a part of it. Yeah, it's awesome to have it start right here in Bruce City. And I know you like to do things that haven't been done before, and this is certainly one of them. Craig, one of the other things I wanted to ask you real quickly is I was thinking about, you know, the Bucks. We have so many fans here in Milwaukee, so many fans across the state, but the Bucks have fans worldwide this is an opportunity, an awesome opportunity for people around the world to tune into these stories. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, not only in Greece, uh, for obvious reasons, where there's a huge Bucks contingent, uh, but in Philippines, where uh, basketball is the national sport of the country. But as you said, all over the world, I mean, 
The NBA All-Star Game this past weekend was, I believe, broadcast in over 200 countries. Um, so it, it, is, it truly is a world game. NBA Africa has been uh, a really successful launch. There's been all these international games. The Bucks played a preseason game against the Atlanta Hawks in Abu Dhabi. Yeah. The Bucks have played in France. The Bucks have played in London. And there's no difference in terms of the recognition of these players. So it is absolutely a global sport. And those are so many of the fans. I mean, we've seen uh, analysis already. We've seen, you know, IP addresses from all over the world, not only listening to these, but also analysis, which you can watch on YouTube. Nice. That is so fantastic. We are excited for this. It is the launch today of Bucks Plus. That's Craig Karmazin, founder and CEO of Good Karma Brands, joining us live on the Tri-County Contracting Hotline. Thanks, boss. Wisconsin's Midday News. Wow, that is a creative name. I like the sound <laughs> of it. And, uh, and, and uh, look at that. Congratulations. Thanks, Thanks Craig. It is 11.46, and just a reminder, you can find that at uh, bucks.com slash plus, or you can, we have a link to it right here on WTMJ.com. 11.46. It is spring primary election day, and we have reporters out throughout the community. We have Adam Roberts, 620 WTMJ news reporter in Milwaukee County, Adam, where did you end up, and, and what's the vibe? How many people are out there? We're getting close to the lunch hour now. That's right, Jessica and Eric. I am at River Trail Elementary School. If you know Milwaukee, that's far northwest side. We're talking about 119th and Florist. And so far during the lunch hour, it's been a trickle, I would say. Mostly people voting by themselves, heading into the school. Certainly no lines. Uh, traditionally, of course, these spring primaries feature a little bit lower than average turnout. Um, I know the last couple of years it's been for the city roughly around 20% or so, uh, but there are people coming in during their lunch break to make their votes. Three elections on this ballot here in District 5 for the city. We've, of course, got the mayoral primary between Cavalier Johnson, Aisha Griffin, and David King. There's also an aldermanic race, uh, the incumbent Lamont Westmoreland, running against Stacey Smiter and Bruce Winter. And then also, this is one of the few districts in the city that has three primaries today. In District 18, for County Supervisor, the incumbent Deanna Alexander faces a challenge from Marty Hagedorn and Brandon Williford. Yeah, I expect turnout would be very low on a day like today. But there are some interesting referendums, even one outside of Milwaukee County, Adam, that I know that you not, not necessarily can speak on, but that are actually important. <laughs> so the idea of someone not voting uh, uh, in this primary is probably not the best idea. Yeah, specifically, I think one of the ones you're referring to there is in Waterford. That's right. in yes. County. We've mentioned it a few times. Ninety-plus million dollars on the docket in that referendum. And, yeah, I know it's been kind of alluded to that in you know, the spring primary, you know, you get the passionate voters, the ones that they show up for every single election. doesn't matter if it's for an alder or if it's for mayor or president or anything in between. But I would say, judging by my observations, it's been roughly that crowd so far. Hey, Adam, can you get in there and uh, get two things done at once? You give us the report and, and you get to vote as well? So my polling place is perfect positioning, Jessica. I'm on the complete opposite end <laughs> of the city as I live over in River West. So Shoot. I would have to hike it 
and it is lunch hour, so I'm thinking maybe a quick trip if you get my drift. <laughs> I gotcha. All right. Thank you so much. That's Adam Roberts, 620 WTMJ News Reporter, joining us live from one of the polling sites in Milwaukee as it is spring primary election day. Get out there and vote if you can. Jessica, are you a pumpkin spice drinker? I do. I like a good pumpkin spice latte during the season. I don't need to jump on it in July. Don't oh. need to have it all year long. All right. What about this flavor? This story coming up next on Wisconsin's Midday News. The flavor you'd never expect in never. your coffee. <laughs> yeah, or ever. <laughs> Welcome back, everyone. It's Wisconsin's Midday News. I'm Jessica Tai, along with Eric Bilstad. Greg Mansick is on vacation, but he is back tomorrow to join me. We'll be looking forward to that. He might need a coffee after being on vacation <laughs> right. and then roll it into the new show on hey, Wednesday. Here we go. Maybe two coffees. Hey, speaking of coffee, this really caught my eye this morning. Starbucks is releasing a new flavor. Now, it's not here in the U.S., but still, you're going to find this interesting. It is a new flavor dubbed the Abundant Year Savory Latte. It's a pork-flavored coffee. <laughs> pork! Pork! Would you would Pork you try flavored. it? Well, I, I will try anything once. Yeah, see, I, I'm with you on that. I'm happy to try anything, but I'm just thinking, mm. Well, that's odd. Why? Well, how does this even come about? Why would pork be in coffee? Well, that's the thing. There's something to this. It's not just bizarre. I mean, there's culture involved here. So it's a new drink released in China to mark the ah, Lunar New Year. Okay. But I do like, they say, it's described as having an interesting flavor. <laughs> I bet. I bet. It's interesting. Pork coffee. The drink Mm. combines a pork flavor sauce with espresso and steamed milk with extra pork sauce. Oh, extra pork (laughs) sauce. Get some more in there. And pork breast meat for garnish. Now that, that is interesting to me because, you know, if you go and get a, say, a caramel brulee latte, I love when they have those little tiny chunks of caramel on the top. Mm -hmm. In fact, every once in a while, I don't get the caramel little chunks on top and i'm like what yeah, it's like my favorite about, yeah. part yeah so, this so is- you <laughs> could pork. picture that like the little the little caramel chunks on top but instead this would be pork breast oh wow boy hmm. well, something uh, for everyone it'll wake you up maybe huh? <laughs> so if you're traveling and you think hey that sounds interesting i'd like to try it if you're traveling to china yes there you go. and please let us know yes this is wisconsin's midday news she's jessica Tai. i'm eric bilstead in for greg matzik it's 11:58. time now for business headlines from the milwaukee business journal's linda spice the national franchise voodoo brewing company plans its first wisconsin location in delafield the bar and restaurant will serve award-winning craft beers and elevated pub food and it opens in the coming months under a local name of Voodoo Lake Country at 705 Genesee Street. Fleet Farm commits to build a new store in Kenosha County. The company purchased 29 acres for $4.5 million this month for the project, which will come to Bristol at 7500 125th Avenue. A timeline has not been set yet on the store's construction and opening. The website Eater names Milwaukee to its list of top places to eat in 2024. Milwaukee ranks alongside national spots like Philadelphia and Sacramento, California, as well as international destinations that include Osaka, Japan, and Cairo, Egypt. I'm Linda Spice with MilwaukeeBusinessJournal.com on News Radio WTMJ. Live from the Annex Wealth Management Studios in downtown Milwaukee, it's Wisconsin's Midday News, making stories come to life. Now, here are your hosts, Jessica Ty, and in for Greg Matzik, it's Eric Bilstad. Hey, happy Tuesday, everyone. Greg is going to come back. He's going to be tan <laughs> because he's in Florida. Yep. 
And then you guys can't see it. Well, maybe some of you can because if you're streaming with us on the YouTube page, uh, you have a little sunburn as well yeah, because you yeah. came back from vacation last week. I am peeling now. Today's my peel day. <laughs> Today's your peel day. Yeah. I, on the other hand, have been here in Wisconsin and I am white. Yeah, enjoying your 53 degree <laughs> mild weather. Yes, everybody will be enjoying that. It, it's going to be, it's, all, it's already nice mm-hmm. today, so we'll take this great weather coming up. All right, let's get into it. Now at noon on Wisconsin's Midday News. Big story today, Wisconsin spring primary election. Some of you already got out there before work and voted. Others ah, heading to the polls right now. It's 1210, a lunch break. Some of you will be going later tonight, and that's okay. Polls are open until 8 o'clock tonight. We're talking about local elections, nonpartisan positions like county supervisors. You've got judges in some places, school board members as well. Milwaukee, the big ones, the mayoral race. Mm -hmm. Of course, you've got Mayor Cavalier Johnson. He has two challengers. Remember to bring that photo ID with you. I always laugh at these when I hear the voter turnout. Voter turnout estimated at 20%. That seems a bit high to me. I certainly hope it's that high, but we'll see. Yeah, this one's always uh, not as many people go out, but you know what? Get out there to vote. It's important. And I want to let you know, too, coming up, uh, we've had reporters. They're around the Mm -hmm. community right now. We've got at 1237, we have WTMJ's Julian Johnson. Julian Johnson, he's in Racine, so he'll be joining us to tell us about what's going on there. Kind of get the pulse of that polling spot. Number two of the now at noon. So Wisconsin just got $24 million. That's a lot of money. We'll throw it on the pile of the surplus money there. This is coming from... This is fascinating to me because it's from so long ago. Philip Morris, right? Philip Morris, the cigarettes and all that. Yeah. Well, Attorney General Josh Call announcing that an arbitration panel of former judges has ruled in favor of Wisconsin in its dispute with Phillips Morris over cigarette stuff. The win will result in Wisconsin receiving approximately $24 million. This This stems back from 1998. It involved annual payments that tobacco manufacturers owed to states under the landmark public health agreement. So this comes from 1998 when all of that was first figured out, and apparently they hadn't been paying. So now Wisconsin filing a lawsuit, and Wisconsin going to get some cash. Yeah, tobacco companies being held responsible here in Wisconsin. Who smokes anymore? I don't see anyone smoking anymore. We were talking about that in our our show prep meeting. Occasionally outside of a bar, usually, but otherwise I don't see it on the streets, per se. There are still smokers out there, but I just think we, we just have so much more information now. Fewer people are deciding to do it, and others have decided, hey, it's time to quit. So. Or they find other ways to intoxicate their body. <laughs> oh, gosh. Well, yeah, that's true. And, you know, you talk about the, the younger people, too, doing other things or vaping, right. uh, other unhealthy things out there. But, uh, yeah, so that's a big one. The other big one, I, I love this because it, it's some good news. The worst of the virus season may be over. So if you got people coughing, sniffling, hopefully we're getting to an end of all that. This is according to the CDC. They say key measures of respiratory virus activity in the U.S. have been trending down for weeks now. Mm. Uh, People hospitalized with the flu. That's down about half from the season's peak. That was at the end of December. That's always you've got Christmas and then before before New Year's and everybody's together. (laughs) How did it go for you? Were you able to uh, avoid any major illness? You know, it's funny you say that because I did my first freelancing days where they said, hey, can you help out? And I said, yeah, "Yeah, you know, let let me try this, this radio gig. Um, I think it was the 26th and 27th. No, 27th and 28th, so right after Christmas. And I did kind of just have a little sore throat. And I thought, oh, no, you know, going on radio. Um, But I I haven't had anything bad, but I did have a cold or two. I've had two. You've had two? Just Just colds, though? I I believe so, yeah. Yeah. I did test for the first one because it was pretty major. That one lasted forever. I'm just getting over my second one. You tested, you mean you tested to see if it was COVID? Yeah, because it lasted for weeks. 
Yeah. Um, and uh, no, it's just an awful RSV thing. We, we actually test quite a bit just because of my husband's job. So just to make sure everybody's safe and our families yeah. and just a couple of health things. So we just, we like to be extra careful. But yeah, so hey, don't let your guard down though, because there are still people who are out there who are mm-hmm. sick. But the CDC is saying the worst of the virus season looks to be over. So that was the Now at Noon. It's an everyday feature of Wisconsin's Midday News with Jessica Ty and Greg Matzik. I'm Eric Bilstead. So tomorrow, another three things that you're kind of keeping an eye on. Always the now at noon. What's happening right now in the city as you're trying to figure out what's happening? Exactly. Yeah. And, and sometimes it's something that uh, it can be today. You know, we're a little heavy on, on the the harder news. Sure. But on Monday, we had something to add to it that was a little bit more fun. So it's yeah. just like, what's happening now? What's what's new out there? We're going to get you updated. That's what we're about here in Wisconsin's Midday News. Sided Unlimited, WDTMJ News Time, 1214, back in two. If you're watching on our streaming right now, you can see Eric getting down. Ooh, we do have some good music on here, too. Oh, see, you're you're good with the who <laughs> sings it and what the title is. I'm good about just singing it okay, or just see? dancing as well. Can't necessarily tell you who sings it. It's good chemistry, then. You can do the You, <laughs> yeah, do, the, the you do what I do the other. <laughs> I like that. Hey, we've been talking about the Bucks today because we've got the, the new platform, Bucks Plus. It's a, a partnership between Good Karma Brands and the team uh, that gives you just awesome stories, some kind of behind-the-scenes stories, something different that you won't be able to find anywhere else. So we were talking about that earlier today. Now we're talking about the Bucks in a different way because over the weekend, Milwaukee put in a bid for the 2027 or 2028 NBA All-Star Game. And Mark Cass, editor-in-chief with the Milwaukee Business Journal, is here because we want to know, Mark, we've wanted this for a while now, but we haven't gotten it. Does it seem like... Okay, this time is going to be our time. I think only if Eric has has kind of those moves like he just did. Because that was <laughs> maybe if he's part of the process, don't you think he's he'll promise that he'll be on the court doing those dance moves? I'm a phone call away. Phone moves call. like Jagger. Maybe not. I'm not finances. sure that would help us or hurt us. But no, I mean, is there a chance? Yes. I guess the I mean the concern here long term is that the, these things are are really normally awarded to new arenas. Right, we're no longer new. Come we were on. new in 2018. You're right. It still feels new, but you're right. Adam it's Silver actually at new. the at the opening said he would host. You know, he wanted an All Star game to come here. Well, we're now in up to 26 in terms in terms of awarding them, and it's not coming. So I think there's still hope it will come here. Whether it's 27, 28, 29, I think the real hope was 25 and 26, kind of after the RNC. Right. You know, to have that and to do that. But I think there is some you know people a little little not happy than happy that it hasn't come yet. I mean, especially since 26 is going to L.A., really, for the Clippers New Arena, which is still under construction. So So, would the RNC, if everything goes without a hitch this summer, would that make all the difference? It'll help tremendously. There's no doubt. I'm sure there's questions about number of of hotel rooms near the arena, right? about access in and out from, from obviously, through the airport, about having enough of, really, of, of the spaces to hold, because it's not no longer... A game. It's a weekend. It's four days of concerts, events, all about the NBA. I think there's an NBA experience. So there's all kinds of things around it. It's not just a game anymore. Right. So I think that, I mean, Eric, I think there's no doubt all eyes are on us really for this year to see how we handle the RNC. Is, I mean, how does that go? How does the access for all the, I mean, because remember, they're staying for the RNC. They're staying in Sheboygan. They're staying in Madison. They're staying in Kenosha. They're not all staying right in the heart of the city. So True. how does that go? How does the access go? So I think there's going to be a lot of eyes on us to prove it. I think the, I mean, think about it. You know, the last time it was a, last time it was Hell Milwaukee. Never. 1980. No, 19, 19, 
In the 70s, back 77. then. 77. 77. I was there. I was one or two years old, of course, at the time. <laughs> yeah. But I actually were, went. You were there? I did go to the game. Was, oh, it was my but, gosh. But it was just a game. It was, I mean, it wasn't everything it is now. And they actually played, they played offense and kind of defense. I think the score, Eric, Eric was 83-8. No, I'm just kidding. It wasn't 83-80. But <laughs> it but wasn't 2-11, was, though. Yeah, but it was not 275 points. to 220. Right. Well, but, I mean, it, man, it's been that long. Think about that. 19, 19, is there like a Mark Cass Polaroid of you at that game there when is, you were two? Yeah, I, I, don't think, I don't think they were around back then. <laughs> I think... I think you'd say Eric was probably in a cave. I came out of my cave at the time and actually went to the game. But no, it was, I mean, it was a big deal, but nothing like it is now. I mean, think about what, what kind of what went on in Indianapolis this past weekend. They had, you know, huge celebrities there. They had, it was just a big party well, and for they four days. Even, they didn't even hold the game in the Pacers arena. Well, they held it in the, where the Colts play football. Well, no, they actually held the thing on Saturday oh, night. That, okay. And okay. held the game. But that, I mean, but I the thing you. on Saturday night was 70,000 people could have yeah. came. That's how many people could have came to that event. But, you know, this is, a, you know, we have a nice, we have a great arena. We have the, Ability to you know, obviously to host this thing would be yeah. great for the city. Economic impact would be huge. So let's hope it happens. I know a lot of people want it to happen, but for some reason the NBA is not is just not awarded it yet. Well, that was going to be my question too. I was wondering as you were talking about this, you said kind of you know I, I think the, the higher ups are are waiting to see, like maybe looking to yeah. see how the RNC goes. But besides that, I think you're right. I mean, obviously that would just make it easier to yep. say this went fantastic. So let's do this. But is there anything else that we can do that? Milwaukee can do to just make you know, it a little bit easier for them know, to make that I, you know, decision. I don't. I mean, hopefully not, because you think about where it's been held. It's been held in Cleveland. Mm-hmm. It's been held in Indianapolis. Now, small, you know, smaller cities that are comparable to Milwaukee. Yeah, yeah. I mean, but Indianapolis. No reason, I mean, but, but Indianapolis. Indianapolis is a sports hub. I yes. mean, they have major yes. yeah, Super I mean, Bowls. There. I mean, they have NCA obviously there all the time. So I think that I think we have to prove we have to have this large event to show we can handle this in terms of because I think the one thing people. People don't realize we lack so is a major hotel right next here to our convention center. You know, we have the Hilton, but right on that lot next door is supposed to be a large convention hotel that that would be connected. That actually that actually would allow you to walk all the way down there. So that's you know we don't have enough hotel rooms. I think right in the heart of the city. You know, we've added a bunch. The trade, I love the trade. The trade is wonderful, but it's only a couple hundred rooms. Remember, it's not you know, and it's not connected to the arena. That's the one thing I've noticed. If you've known, I mean. Anybody who's gone by there, it's fascinating. If you go by there, I mean, because a lot of the teams are staying there, and you think, okay, you know, I mean, it's right across the arena. They could walk. No, they take a they take bus. a bus from they the take trade? a bus from the trade over to what? the Pfizer form. I'm Just sure. So they, they don't have I'm to sure walk it's for security street, purposes. Yeah, you don't yeah. want somebody getting hit. Of course, you don't want a player getting hit as they walk across the street or something going on. So, you know, we need that. We need another hotel. I mean, I think that's a thing. And that's what's always been kind of talked about right over here on 4th and Wisconsin, a large convention hotel. All right. We have so much more to talk with you about, Mark. Maybe we can get you back next week. Of course. Okay. Sounds good. Thank you. Can't do anything. Oh, I'm not, yeah, what do I do during the day? Eric knows that. I'm just I'm sitting around listening. To, I'm just I'm, not, I'm just waiting for their calls. I'm, I'm just waiting for him to kind of come on, Eric. Another move for me. Got more dance moves. All right, maybe. Maybe. <laughs> next week. Next, next week, week when you're back. Yeah, next week. There you go. Mark Cass, Editor-in-Chief of the Milwaukee Business Journal. Thank you so much for joining us in Wisconsin's Midday Always News. good to be here. And congratulations on the new show. It's going to be great. Thank What's you. that Greg guy, by the way? Is he already on vacation? <laughs> he is on vacation, <laughs> but he's back tomorrow. He took a PTO. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> it's out of the limited WDTMJ News Time, 1224. Wisconsin's Midday News. She's Jessica Ty. I'm Eric Bilsett in for Greg Metzik. Greg is back tomorrow. So if you were to drop your cell phone into the water, oh. 
Never what have. Knock on wood. Is this wood? I don't think this is wood. What would you do with it? What would you do once you pulled it out of the toilet or well, out of the lake? Oh, my gosh. When he's asking a toilet. That's not fair. You have to tell the viewers why. I once accidentally in my TV days I dropped an IFB box into the toilet. And I, you know, I'm just I'm a rule follower. So I had to go and tell the engineer what I did. You're way <laughs> too transparent. So bad. You're way too honest. Oh, you didn't have laughed. to say that. Anyways, I, honestly, I would Google whether or not you really should. Put your cell phone in rice because I know that that's kind of been a thing that people do. Right. And apparently, our producer Aaron has done that a couple times. And it's worked, right, Aaron? It worked once, and another time it didn't work. Yeah. Well, so Apple says don't do that if you have an iPhone. Don't put it in rice because they're afraid of the little tiny pieces I of rice that. into the phone. Well, think about it. Even when you you, you know you're cooking with rice, it yeah. just you kind of have like just a little bit on your it fingers goes. and like the little fragments and. And if you look at your phone in the bottom, those little nooks and crannies where the speaker is and whatnot. So basically, they say you're supposed to just hold it upright, make sure there's airflow in that area. Just hold it until it's dry. Yeah, and that'll take care of it, apparently. Or just go buy a new phone. Uh, Speaking of money, time now for News About Your Money. The WDTMJ Annex Wealth Management Market update. All the major indices are down. The Dow is down 108, NASDAQ down 235, and the S&P is down 44. It's a great time for your retirement and investment strategy review. AnnexWealth.com. Well, we've been talking about it all day. It is the Wisconsin Spring Primary Election Day. Polls open at 7 o'clock this morning. If you haven't had a chance to get out there yet, you still have plenty of time. They close at 8 o'clock tonight. We've had reporters out and about throughout the various communities. And right now, we're going to check in with 620 WTMJ's Julian Johnson. He is joining us live from Racine County. Julian, where did you end up and how is it there? Are people trickling in during the lunch hour? Is it getting busier? What's the vibe? Uh, yeah, well, first of all, it's beautiful out here. Uh, it's 51 <laughs> degrees in Kenosha. <laughs> uh, it, I'm at Journey Church right now. I'm sitting in the WTMJ car. And, and honestly, there's been people just kind of trinkling in and out. I got to speak to actually two people. Two people were actually willing to speak to me uh, so far. One person, uh, Bob, said he was more interested for because, you know, there's nine different people up for camp. Up, that are candidates for the mayoral election for Kenosha City. Uh, he said he was interested in somebody with more with social issues. And then also there was a guy named Zachary Stanley, who actually was going in and out with his wife. Uh, they were taking turns in, to vote while their kids were in the car, and he wants people you know, more interested in uh, kids and the schools, keeping them open, and the roads, which are really bad apparently as well. So we were worried about turnout being low, or at least expecting it. <laughs> From your observation, it sounds like turnout is low. Yes, yeah, so turnout's actually pretty well overall. I mean, again, people are just kind of trinkling in and out. But one one person did say it was eerily kind of quiet in there. So although they're trinkling in and out, it's like they're leaving just as other people are entering, that type of thing. Well, the other thing, too, a lot of people these days are choosing to vote by absentee oh, ballot. Right. It just, it just yeah. makes it easier. I know. Do you guys have a preference? Do you like to be there and, and do it on the day, or do you like to uh, just no. get it done? I, well, sorry, Julian. I'll go first. I'll say I like to vote early absentee so i usually go into village hall and vote like you know three or four days beforehand okay out of the way. julian what about you uh for me uh well this is my first time being back in milwaukee in a while so i guess to, today i'm actually going to go vote in person but i kind of prefer doing the absentee because then i don't have to you know leave my house <laughs> which kind of help <laughs> um but usually i was in baltimore in school so i, I had to do the absentee there you go. See, a lot of people do like to do that. I know my husband, he's always like, why do you, why do you like to go the day of? Just get it done he, every time because with his work schedule, he doesn't know sure, where right. he's going to be, yeah. what he's going to be, if he's going to be able to yeah. go. So, um, 
But I like I like to be there on the day. I like the energy of it. Or, or Julian, pageantry of the yeah. Yoga. Well, <laughs> Julian, you're just saying in Kenosha right now that uh, you know maybe there's not a lot of energy. <laughs> so, but I just yeah. like to be there on the day if possible. So I, I've got, I've got to go after work today. Same here. Same here. Same here. All right, Julian. Thank you so much. We appreciate it. Julian Johnson, six twenty WTMJ reporter, joining us live on Spring Primary Day. In Kenosha County. This is Wisconsin's Midday News with Jessica Ty. I'm Eric Bilstead in for Greg Metz. Exciting Unlimited WDTMJ News Time 1242. All right, <laughs> that's enough of that. <laughs> you're laughing at me no 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 <laughs> i'm like a little whitney just uh, it's 2024 that's all i'm gonna say anyway 1246 on wisconsin's midday news she's jessica ty i'm eric bill said greg matzik your co-host will be here tomorrow uh earlier on the program we were uh graced with the presence over the phone anyway uh with uh craig Carmerson, the ceo of good karma brands which is our parent company correct and craig was on to talk about bucks plus which is Really big and awesome new platform. So essentially, it's a brand new venture that Good Karma Brands is pushing with the Milwaukee Bucks. And what makes it newsworthy is more than just the content. Like, yeah, there's going to be multiple different platform type opportunities where you can listen to different interviews. You can hear player-to-player conversations. You can get some X's and O's if you want, but also learn more about the Bucks. And uh, Craig talked about that, but it was also fascinating just to hear him talk about just in general what it's going to sound like as far as the sound and the the fact that it's coming from here. It's pretty rare you launch a platform and already there's five different unique shows just targeted toward the Milwaukee Bucks. And again, it, it furthers the idea that, you know, things don't have to happen in New York first or L.A. first or some other place first. This is the first platform like this in all of professional sports, and certainly in the NBA, that is 100% dedicated uh, to one team in this way. So we couldn't be more excited to be a part of it. Yeah, so you can get it at bucks.com slash plus, or you, we have a link to it as well on WDTMJ.com. And this is awesome because this, is, this hasn't been done before. It's right. a first-of-its-time collab in the NBA, so we love the fact that it's starting here in Milwaukee. and just gives us, you know, we get to explore Bucks personalities and, and hear some untold stories in a different way. And also Thanalysis. Thanalysis, I love that. Thanasis Antetokounmpo, yes. he's so, doing his thing. Yeah, so he does a podcast where he goes one-on-one with a player. Craig talked about Thanalysis. it. Thanalysis. Uh, Thanalysis is Thanasis Antetokounmpo's podcast where he interviews people from around the NBA, the business world, and really all of the worlds that the Antetokounmpo brothers touch. And so his first episode, which is available now, was him with Damian Lillard uh, right before they went to the All-Star game in Indianapolis. So there's just so much incredible stuff. And one of the things that I, I, I don't know if everyone realizes what makes that so unique and awesome is that oftentimes you, you hear more from a player or from an insider when they're talking with their kin, right? Or their colleague or their sure, teammate. Sure, their teammate, right? yeah. It's different than ta- if they were talking to you or me, right, as a reporter or whatnot. And he, there's a great story. So here it is, Dame, talking to Thanasis on Bucks Plus about why he never smiles During on the Dame court. time. Yeah. I get the ball. The clock is running down. Three, two, one. I hit it three. We go up by one. And- so right there he's talking about what happened in high school. He was taking a shot. 
to end the game in a high school okay. game. And I'm thinking, you know, the clock goes to zeros. Me oh, and my so teammates. Buzzer, so buzzer, but yeah. Me and my teammates, we celebrating. We all like on the court. I'm yelling. I take my jersey off. My coach run on the court like, put your jersey on. And like, I'm like, kind of like, my jersey is in my hand. I'm putting my jersey back on and the ref turning. Tee me up. Tech. They give me a tech. In high school, a tech, you get two free throws. So we were up one. They make both free throws. We lost the game. That's a 1,000% true story. Like, my coaches to this day will tell you that this happened. <laughs> so that's why when he's doing game time, he doesn't smile on the I court. didn't know that. <laughs> he doesn't want to get He got attacked. Right? It, it's, it's lived with him since high school that he lost a game, even though he had the last second shot. There was still a second left oh, on the court. Oh, man. Clock. Yeah, and I, I, always, I always watch him. I just thought he was, like, serious. Like, yeah, oh, yeah, cool guy, yeah, that's game time. Yeah, I, that's what I assumed. Well, this is really neat, too, because the other part of it, it's not just... People here in Milwaukee, it's not just people across the state that get a chance at this. I mean, there are people, there are Bucks fans around the world, right. especially in Greece, of course. Mm-hmm. And uh, this Bucks Plus gives them a new platform, a new chance to hear those stories. You can cool. listen to it wherever you get your podcast. Agree, and that's what I think is so unique about it. Whether or not you're interested in necessarily what everything and anything goes with the Bucks, but this is the new way of storytelling. It's another angle, another way that you're going to see opportunities for story content, storytelling, that type of thing. And here, we're doing it here at Good Karma with Bucks Plus. So, Fantastic. Yeah. 1251 is your WTMJ News Time. We're back after this. Happy Tuesday, everyone. It is 1253. I'm Jessica Tai, along with Eric Bilstad on the new show, one of the new shows here on 620 WTMJ, Wisconsin's Midday News. And your guy, Greg Matzik, will be back tomorrow, or he'll start tomorrow with you on this show. He is my uh, guy, but I thank you for being my guy these first days. Right, no problem. No problem. Hey, have you ever ridden in an RV? Are you an RV person? I have been in an RV, yeah. but... I haven't like taken an RV trip, but I've I know never, a lot of people have, and yes. it's fantastic. And apparently, this is a super popular show. I'm actually kind of curious about it, just given how big some of these rigs are. The Milwaukee RV Show is February 29th to the 3rd, so it's coming up here very quickly. And if you would like to go, let's see, what do you think, Aaron? Caller number 7. Caller number 7 can get four tickets to the Milwaukee RV Show, February 29th to the 3rd at State Fair Expo Center. Here's the number. It is 855-616-1620. Caller number 7-855-616-1620. You and three of your bestest friends can go to the Milwaukee RV Show. Can you have some fine wine in that RV? Not when you're driving, of course, but I mean when you've settled into your spot and you're there for a good weekend. Yeah. <laughs> I bring that up because we're talking with Kristen Bry. She is the new host of the new show, Spanning the State, coming up right after ours. And today you're talking about... Where do you buy your fine wine in Wisconsin? A place I wouldn't expect. Well, would you also not expect to have wine that has been aged in the Adriatic Sea for over a year? Oh, that so that is it's nice. wine of the sea, and it's BZ Cons- Consortium, uh, and it's in Wapaka, and they have an incredible story about how they worked with the FDA to get this wine imported. It's now, you can get it within a 60-mile radius of Wapaka. Um, but they're also, they're coming in the studio. And so you definitely want to watch this one on YouTube, uh, right. WTMJ.com, because they're coming in with bottles of wine. And literally there are 
coral starts to grow on the bottles. And so I can't wait to see what it looks like in person. That I can't wait beautiful. Right? And so it's definitely a bottle that you keep. You don't recycle that one, I don't think. <laughs> yeah. Also, for the price point, I'm not sure you want I to just... I was just going to ask you that. I, I don't know if you want to reveal it yet, but I it doesn't sound re- like it's going to be... It's not a cheap bottle of wine. It's not a Trader Joe's bottle of wine. Let's put it that way. Uh, see, but Trader Joe's <laughs> bottle of wine is pretty good. It is good, but, and the right price point. But then also, I'm uh, my guest host, guest co-host today is Steve Scafidi. Ah, good did you friend. guys fight? Did you guys punch out in the hallway? Not at all. Never. <laughs> <laughs> Never. We only Everybody slightly, more slightly poke each good. other. Um, but yeah, and so we're actually going to be welcoming Jeremy Janine from Urban Milwaukee to come in and talk about the traffic calming projects that have been happening over the last couple of years in Milwaukee and whether or not it's been working. See, that's a fascinating debate. I argue with Vetrano about this all this morning, all the time, because he says, yeah, they're not doing anything. I'm like, yeah, but we, you have to try to do something. So why not find ways to make it work oh it's, he's so he's under the impression that they he's haven't af- been doing he's anything afraid that some work better than others and that some may not be operating as much well as and isn't could. that the way the world works sometimes oh, something right. works better than something else right but you know what you have to do something because it is ridiculous and it's it's not just young people it's it, it spans it's old people too in some cases but some of the driving especially that we see in in downtown milwaukee is just wild yeah and then the last story i'm really excited to, to talk about is because we're spanning the state, we're going to more rural areas of yeah. Wisconsin uh, and the rural health care crisis. As far as we're very lucky in southeast Wisconsin of our proximity to hospitals and clinics, a lot of Wisconsin is not like that. So we're going to be talking to Caitlin Shuda, who is the Wisconsin Rapids Tribune reporter, a streetwise reporter. She just wrote an article that's talking about the challenges of delivering health care in more rural areas. Sounds fantastic. That's Kristen Bry coming up with Spanning the State right after us. And we thank you for joining us on Wisconsin's Midday News. Here are Milwaukee Business Journal headlines with Linda Spice. Fleet Farm commits to build a new store in Kenosha County. The company purchased 29 acres for $4.5 million this month for the project, which will come to Bristol at 7500 125th Avenue. A timeline has not been set yet on the store's construction and opening. The website Eater names Milwaukee to its list of top places to eat in 2024. Milwaukee ranks alongside national spots, like Philadelphia and Sacramento, California, as well as international destinations that include Osaka, Japan, and Cairo, Egypt. The national franchise Voodoo Brewing Company plans its first Wisconsin location in Delafield. The bar and restaurant will serve award-winning craft beers and elevated pub food when it opens in the coming months under a local name of Voodoo Lake Country at 705 Genesee Street. I'm Linda Spice with MilwaukeeBusinessJournal.com on News Radio. WTMJ.